0: We're going in the Old Testament to the book of Joel, chapter uh, 1, and we're going to read verses 8 through 13. Joel, chapter 1, verses 8 through 13. Hallelujah. This is what he says, and I'm going to read slow, and you take the, the writing and the wording of this into your spirit. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth, For the husband of her youth, the meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord, the priest, the Lord's ministers, mourn, the field is wasted, the land mourneth, for the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. Be ye ashamed, all ye husbandmen. Howl all ye vine dressers for the wheat and for the barley. This is a focal point because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up and the fig tree languished. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered. Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves. And lament, ye priests, how, ye ministers of the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of my God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the house of your God. Calling your attention back at verse 11, what he said, Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, how, ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is is perish. God gave me a word for this congregation tonight, this afternoon, to preach tonight. Don't allow the harvest to perish. Don't allow the harvest to perish. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this service. It's been a great service. We felt your presence, but I know you have given me this word And I ask for the ability to bring it out the way you gave it to me this afternoon. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. As we look upon this world and all the tragic events are occurring, it's mind-boggling how fast things are coming together. It's hard to believe that we are actually seeing things unfold like we are seeing. To me, it almost seems like a bad dream or a nightmare every time I turn on the news. Hallelujah. Amen. But in the midst of all of these things, there's got to be a clarion voice. There's got to be a light shining in the darkness and that light in the darkness and that clarion voice is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and we saw witness to that this morning that over in a land amen where there's all kinds of darkness God is still raised up a church he's raised up a people that in the very face of atheistic communism his truth is being preached and his truth is being delivered (laughs) Hallelujah! God is doing a work across the world. Hallelujah. You might not be in realizing it. You might not be seeing it because you've kept your eyes closed to it. But God is moving. Hallelujah. Because there are souls out there. There's a harvest that is ripe. Hallelujah. There's a harvest that God has given Christ family church. He gave us this building to fill up every pew in this house. Hallelujah. And we're not going to fill it but just come and singing inside the four walls, but we are going to have to tend to the harvest. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what somebody puts out in a, in a field, in a garden, you're wasting your time if you don't tend to that, if you don't take care of it. Hallelujah. It has to. It has to be cultivated and hold. Amen. You've got to keep the weeds out. You've got to put the fertilizer there. And during the times when there's not much rain, you've got to take the water out there and you've got to, well, you've got to water it. You've got to care, Amen. And then there are times, amen, out in, in, in my garden that I would take 10 um, uh, pans, amen, and put them on strings and tie them around so the birds wouldn't come and eat off the blooms do you hear what I'm saying amen Amen. there is a harvest that God has promised there is a harvest there that God has given this church hallelujah we don't want somebody else's saints we don't want somebody else's people we want to bring in the harvest that God has ordained for Christ's family church hallelujah that's who we want and that's who God expects us to go out and reach I want to show you some things about these scriptures. The first thing I want to talk about is no one provides a sacrifice. My heart was moved last night by Brother had a ball, And I know his life. He spent years there in Argentina and I know some of the things that he went through. I tell you, I tell you here, nothing that he said last night was wrong or a lie. It all happened through his ministry. Hallelujah. But as he asked us last night, what are we willing to spend? What are we willing to sacrifice? When Joel was writing this, the prophet of God, amen, he was talking. He says, the harvest of the field is perished. Why? Why? had the harvest of the field perished. Number one, no one provided a sacrifice. Look at Joel chapter 1 and verse 9. I want to read that again. He said the meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest and the Lord's ministers mourn. Now, it wasn't God that cut off the meat offering and the drink offering if you understand the old testament typology and the temple and the uh, and the sacrifices drink offerings and meat offerings are the sacrifices and the offerings that the people brought to the house of God. Amen. They were sacrifices and offerings they would offer up to the house of God. But Israel got to a point in a place that they quit making sacrifices. Do you hear what I'm saying? They quit bringing their meat offering to God's house. They quit bringing the drink offering. And because of that, it was cut off. And things begin to dry up and to die. And the wither on the vine, And he said that the harvest is perished. Because people have stopped sacrificing. Yeah. Oh God. Listen church. Listen to me just briefly. We have grown. Hallelujah. and And let me say this. I say this for myself first. On down the line. We have grown so accustomed to our comforts in this nation that we have forgotten all about the need to make a sacrifice of service to our God. Hallelujah. Think about how this nation has been blessed over the past few years. And we as individuals have partaken of that blessing. You know what? Every day... Every day, there's not a day go by going through the streets of Nashville, driving that school bus or driving my own car, driving around. There's not a day goes by that I don't see somebody driving some clunker that really don't need to be on the road. But it's, it's the best that they got. They they're, they're In the hot summertime, I see them. driving in in 90 degree weather with the windows rolled down, sweating up a storm. Hey, And I think I used to be there. I see people every day driving the same old pieces of junk that I used to have to drive. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I remember driving a man that didn't have... They didn't have heat on them in the winter. I, I worked for, I worked at night one time years ago at a, at a, uh, uh, JF chemical company. And, uh, I got on a job there and worked the second shift and got off at midnight. And man, that old building, man, it was cold. And, and uh, first and only time I've ever wore long johns, I had them on about two or three pairs of them. Huh. I remember that one winter. Working, trying to provide for the family, many years ago, and uh, I I got off work, and it, it was about it was about five degrees that night, and the, the old heater core had gone out. It was a Chevrolet Biscayne. anybody ever remember those old Biscaynes? Matter of fact, that's the that's the car that me and uh, Darlene had over there when we got married in, and they painted white. Uh, 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 shoe polish all over it. you can believe it, shoe polish and it still had stuff wrote on it when we got rid of that thing but the heater cord gone out, it was bad I did not I did not have the funds to replace it after working all night long we lived on Antioch Pike that was the first house we rented that we lived in when we, when we got married I, and, and I was over there while working was off of Jefferson Street and I got out there in that car five degrees. And I mean, you would try to scrape the windshield, but it wouldn't do no good. It was just all covered up. And, uh, and and I drove home that night, amen, going on one o'clock in the morning with the window rolled down and my head stuck outside so I could see. Hallelujah. Because I couldn't see through the windshield. Hallelujah. And I see people today still in this hour, amen, having to drive a vehicle. And I think, wow, how God has blessed me. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry about that no more. Hallelujah. I have been blessed. You have been blessed. But what have we done for those blessings? We get in a comfort zone. And uh, we know we don't go through those things no more like I just talked about. And I know a lot of you understand, can relate to what I'm talking about. We have gotten accustomed to our comforts. But you know what? Those blessings and those comforts sometimes can be a curse to us because we get so comfortable Oh, come on, somebody! Hallelujah! Listen to what I'm trying to tell you tonight, Hallelujah! Amen. We have grown so accustomed to our comforts, Amen, that we have forgotten what it is to make a sacrifice to God. We ha- we have a self, um, we all have a self-established comfort zone. Every one of us. We got our own particular individual comfort zones. Our own little. My space, if you will listen to me. Hallelujah. We've established a comfort zone that many of us don't even allow family members to enter in, much less a sacrifice for God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we don't give what our family members need because it, 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 it constricts our comfort zone. Hallelujah amen we have established those comfort zones and we don't allow family to enter in that area much less sacrifice a little something to the kingdom of god but listen to me tonight church listen to this preacher as blood bought redeemed saints of God we are called upon to let our very lives be a sacrifice the Bible tells us our very lives should be a sacrifice we should never get so caught up with our blessings and what God has allowed us to receive that we're not living willing to make a sacrifice amen to get uncomfortable to sweat a little to do something that costs us a little something for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God. oh God. Hallelujah. Our very lives is called to be a sacrifice. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you know that praise is a sacrifice? Praise is a sacrifice according to the word. Praise it goes against the grain of the flesh. It goes against the grain of the flesh. We come to the house of God sometimes, we're tired, we're wore out. Hallelujah. and you know I'm preaching to you through. there are some times we, we just do not put into the service as much as we do other times. Amen. It's not because the preacher is not preaching this good or the preaching is bad or whatever or the singers or anything else. It's just because, amen, we have maxed out in our comfort zone. And the flesh, through being tired and having those aches and pains in our body as we get older, keeps us from pressing and going ahead and make a sacrifice. To praise God anyhow. Listen to what uh, Hebrews 13, 15, and 16 says. Put that up there. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Praise is a sacrifice. And the reason why he calls it as a sacrifice, it's your spirit, your Holy Ghost, that loves to praise God. But your flesh never has and never will. you got to... I got a whole bunch of switches on, on, on that bus that I drive that c- controls various things. And uh, I got one button that it don't make no difference. What else I got on? It's a safety feature in case there's emergency happens on that bus. Amen. And I need to act fast, amen, to cut things down and to lock things up so I can get those kids off that bus. It's called an override button. And I hit that override button, and it takes over and shuts down everything else. Oh, hallelujah. When you've had a long, hard week, you're tired in body, you don't feel good, you got the aches and pains. Hallelujah. Amen. You've had a hard time on the job. Glory to God. You went fishing and didn't catch nothing. Glory to God. You was there the first day of, of deer season. Hallelujah. Amen. And you was up in that tree and froze to death and there was no buck show up. So you come to the house of God. Hallelujah. you got to make a sacrifice to get that hand up. You you know, you heard tell a testimony about that lady whose arm was withered. And the preacher told her, says, stretch out your hand. She stretched out that good. And he said, no, stretch out your hand. She began to have to push and to make an effort. Or can I say, make a sacrifice. I'm sure when that lady was pushing and fighting against the grain, that arm ain't moved in a long time, and I'm sure there had to be some pain involved. I, I, man, I can I can sit too long in a seat and try to get up, and I got pain. You understand what I'm saying? This woman's hand was drawn up for a long. She had to push through the pain. She had to make a sacrifice. Amen to praise. in the house hallelujah by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually not just once in a while not just when you're in the church house continually that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name wow and then it goes on more sacrifice, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. That word communicate is very unfortunate in the English language we have today. Years ago, well in 1611, when the English version first came out, the word communicate had a different meaning than what it has today. It's not talking, this scripture communicate here. You look it up. You look up the original, go to Strong's and look it up. It has nothing to do to talking with somebody or having a conversation. But that word, communicating the Greek, is koinonia. Hallelujah. It means to share, fellowship, contribution. There used to be a bookstore in Nashville called Cornelia Bookhouse. I don't know if it's still uh, open or not. But that's, that's, that's the Greek word. Hallelujah. So what he says here about this other sacrifice to do good, now this ain't talking about to get to heaven, because good works is not going to get you there. Anybody who makes heaven is only going to get there by one thing, and it's by the grace of God. But because by the grace of God and what he's done for you, you should have a desire to want to do good. To other people, but to do good and to communicate to share with somebody else your blessings, communicate with them, contribute and help in their need. that is what he 's talking about, and he said, with such sacrifices, God is well pleased when you see your brother or sister in need, and you close up your bowels of compassion against them, how dwelleth the love of God in you? Oh, Lord. I could talk more on that, but I want to finish this up. I told you I was going to. There's another reason why the, the harvest was perishing in the field. Not only did they quit providing sacrifices, We have wasted, and they wasted, the blessings of God. All those blessings that I've been talking about, we as Americans, we've wasted the blessings that God has given this country. We've thrown them away. I never never would have believed the stuff that this nation throws away to those three or four years that I drove a roll-off truck uh, for Browning and Ferris, years ago, man, there's stuff out there in that old barred old landfill. Amen. I, I drive, I drive by there sometime, and I see that big, those big high ridges, and I know of a lot of stuff that's under there. I dumped a whole lot of it there. Hallelujah, glory to God. C. B. Uh, Ragland shipped several hundred thousand pounds of potatoes. To the U.S. Army, uh, U.S. Army base somewhere. And the U.S. Army rejected them because they said the peelings was too thin and they wouldn't last long enough for them. C.B. Raglan checked it off on their insurance and they called us out and we carried, I don't know how many, about 25 or 30. 40 yard containers full of 100 pound bags of potatoes. And they had U.S. Marshals following the trucks and standing out there and watching, making sure that those dozer operators covered those potatoes. There was nothing wrong with all those potatoes. I said. <laughs> I said, they ain't going to get by with all of that. I jumped out of that truck, and I put that PTO in gear, and I raised that thing up, and, made all of them 100-pound bags of potatoes. I came around and went the other way, and I caught that, uh, that guard looking in the opposite direction. I opened the driver's door, and I grabbed one of them 100-pound bags of potatoes and threw it up in it and took it home with me. Hallelujah. I said, I'm going to take at least one of them home. Sure, hallelujah. But think about how many hungry people yeah. They could have fed. C.B. Ragland didn't care. They got their money through the insurance company. And the insurance company's probably still charging you for it today. Hallelujah. Glory. We have wasted the blessings of God in this country. Look at what he said in Joel 1, verses 10 and 11. Put that up. He said, the field is wasted. The land mourneth. For the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Be ye ashamed. Hey, this ain't something we ought to be proud about. This is something we ought to be ashamed about. Hallelujah. All ye husbands and all How ye have vine dressers for the wheat and for the barley because the harvest of the field is perished. And the reason why the harvest is perished is we see all that corn and the wine and the oil. That was symbolic of the blessings of God that God had blessed Israel with. He talked in another place. I don't have time to take you there. But how God poured his blessings to give them corn, amen, and wine and, a bunch to, uh, and the vineyards and all. That was a representation of the blessings of God. But Israel wasted those blessings just like we're wasting today. Hallelujah. We're wasting the good things that God has given. Listen, church. The blessings which flow down from the Father unto us, were not meant to make us wealthy and give us a life of ease. Come on. Come on. Did you hear what I said? Amen. The blessings that God has given in your life, He didn't give them to you so you could become rich and, uh, and, and have a life of ease. That's not why God gives you that blessing whatever it is, the good uh, paying job, the, the nice house that you live in, the good car that you drive, whatever it may be, the Father bring all good gifts and perfect gifts from above, James says, and cometh down from the Father of lights. Amen? Hallelujah. He gives, and they're not meant to make us wealthy, amen, or give us a life of these. God pours into your life so you can pour into the lives of others. And when we don't use the blessings of God to benefit others, then the blessings are wasted, and they soon will wither and dry up. I want to get some help. Brother Douglas, come here. Uh, Brother Donald, would you come here? Brother Bobby, come here. Hallelujah. I want you to take that. Take that one. Brother Paul, I need one more. Hallelujah. And y'all stand and face, face the congregation. I want the congregation to see this. This picture right here represents all the blessings of God that he has given you with. Many of them that you can't even remember no longer. Hallelujah. They've been so bountiful that you don't remember. There have been some times, I'm sure, that God spared your life and you didn't even know it. You won't know it till you get to heaven. There's several of us sitting in here alive, breathing right now. If it wasn't for the blessings of God, you would already be in the grave. This picture represents the blessings that God pours into your life. But he don't pour these blessings just because you can become wealthy and you can have a life of these and just kick back and forget about everybody else. He gives you these blessings. Here's the, all the blessings God says I'm giving to you. Now, you take the blessings that I've blessed you, I poured these into your life. Now, I want you to. Take some of those blessings. I want you to pour it in somebody else's life. Pour those, some of those blessings right there in Brother Donald's life. That's you're you're pouring from what God has given to you to bless somebody else. Hallelujah! Go on down the line there, Amen, and give pour some more blessings into somebody else's life. God has blessed you, Brother Douglas, immensely. He has blessed you when you didn't realize it. Hallelujah! He's kept food on the table. He's kept a good job. He's made a way there seemeth to be no way but he didn't pour those blessings in your life just so you could hoard them Amen. and become comfortable Amen. he didn't save you and fill you with the Holy Ghost for you to forget about all those people dying and going to hell that's going to burn forever and ever in hell he poured it oh hallelujah that you could pour into this man's life into this man's life into this man's life, this man's life. and guess what is that pouring is he empty he still got plenty. He still got plenty. You can't. Let me tell you something. You can't go wrong pouring into people's lives, uh, giving to God. You can't outgive God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The best way, I'm telling you, the best way for you to keep a dollar in your pocket is to give it away. My brother, my brother, uh, Daryl's testimony blesses my heart. He said every time the devil tries to tempt him with money, he gives it away. Hallelujah. But see here, not only has Douglas still got enough, more than enough for himself, he's got room now for God to pour more. Why the God, there couldn't be nothing else put in there. But because he's poured out into somebody else, he's now got room. Look out, brother, you're going to be refilled. And as long as you keep pouring out, God's going to keep refilling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You keep giving, God's going to keep refilling. Somebody give him place. Thank y'all, brother. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. My, hallelujah. Don't waste. Don't waste the blessings God has given in your life. One final scripture and I'm going to close. Matthew 10 and verse 8. this is the words of Jesus when he sent his disciples out he gave them power and authority to cast out devils and heal this is what he told them heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise it look at that he told the apostles to raise the dead hallelujah hallelujah cast out devils Freely you have received, freely give. Everything God has given you, he freely gave it to you. That's why many charlatans and these uh, jack-legged preachers on TV get up there and talk so pretty. And they get them poor, elderly people and people that don't have the money to send them Oh, God tells me if you'll give me, give me that offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Send me that hundred dollars or that fifty dollars. Hallelujah. Knowing that they even if they kept it, they still didn't wouldn't have enough to pay the light bill. But they made it into them. You give me that, and I'm gonna send you a prayer cloth, and God is gonna bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That anybody ever says that you know they're not of God. Because God said, freely I have given you, freely you give. Yeah. Amen. We have sent out hundreds upon hundreds of prayer cloths At Christ Family Church, going on back when we was full gospel church of Jesus Christ. Going back before I would come along. When Brother Hale, amen, they started back then. Hallelujah. There ain't never been a dime charge for none of them. Hallelujah. And there's been people healed, been delivered. Hallelujah. By the power of God and through faith. That's what God wants us to do. Can somebody praise him and say hallelujah. Because we have wasted our blessings, our talents, our resources, our energy, it is causing the harvest which has been entrusted to us to perish. Let me ask you a question in closing. Who is going to die and perish next because I have failed in my responsibility to the lost? Who's going to be that next co-worker who works close to me that I I've worked with them for 15 years and never have witnessed to them one time. Who's going to be the next one die and perish? The harvest is perishing, folks. You were saved by God's grace. Listen to this. You were saved by God's grace to present God's grace to someone else who doesn't know the truth of the gospel. Hallelujah. Put that title back up, the title of the message. I'm through I can't can't see them from here but God has placed us here and there there's a hurting soul part of a harvest on the other side of these walls that God put us here to go out and reap them there are people out there ready to be baptized in Jesus name people ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost at these altars. Let's not let the harvest of the field perish.